G'day and welcome to episode 363 of the Steel Cage podcast. My name is Greg from Brisbane, Australia, occasionally known as Captain Boomerang, and I'll be your host for this all Aussie edition of the show. With the Americans unavailable due to Christmas time and various other holidays, we've got a three-person pod and we're all from the land down under. Starting with the best independent referee in Queensland. You heard him on the Kevin Smith edition of Unfunny Nerd Tension. He's also in Brisbane from IPW. It's the stinger, Steve Ray. G'day, folks. And you also heard her on Unfunny Nerd Tangent on the Wonder Woman, the Planet of the Apes episodes, and Jurassic Park. Uh, she's also one of the best cosplayers going around from Geelong, Australia. A warm welcome to little Sherby, Stacey Herbert. Hello. I'm very excited to talk wrestling, finally. <laughs> well, thanks for thanks for joining me, guys, on this inaugural All-Aussie edition. Um, I can, I sh- we should have put prawns on the barbie or something. Should we, <laughs> should we call this the iconic edition? Oh, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see Steve in one of those outfits, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, definitely an iconic steel cage. Uh, so how are you guys feeling about the state of WWE these days? Um, yeah, I don't know what to say really at the moment. It's sort of in a bit of a bit of a, a rut. Um, but, you know, usually around this time of year, it, it does sort of hit that low point and then it picks up with Rumble leading into Mania. So I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> that, uh, it, it, will, uh, it will certainly um, certainly pick up again come Rumble, hopefully. I would say that I'm fairly optimistic. I don't come to expect, you know, anything exciting at this time of the year in wrestling, but I'm excited for the next couple of weeks leading up to the Rumble. Um, I'm excited about the women's tag team titles and, yeah, I'm keen for next year. Cool. Yeah, I think the, the Royal Rumble, I find, or like even if the state of wrestling is kind of really bad at whatever point, the Royal Rumble always seems to be like a decent show just because of the, the or, you, or you get amped up for it anyway, just because it's the Rumble and like, oh, who's coming out next and things like that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's weird because like we'll get into it later, but like Raw is kind of, Raw, it's sort of where it is, but then SmackDown's sort of heading in the right direction, I think. But, but yeah, all, sort of all bets are off once you get to the Rumble. So, and then heading into Mania, hopefully, uh, yeah, they can. They, there's a lot of potential, definitely. So, yeah, I, I think we could all be cautiously optimistic, as, uh, <laughs> as our founder and proprietor likes to say. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get into we'll get into WWE in a minute, but. I do just have to remind all of our listeners that uh, the Steel Cage podcast for this week, as it has been for many other weeks, is brought to you by Muscle Hustle on uh, iOS and Android. So if you visit promo.thesteelcage.com from your mobile device, uh, you can download it. And if you enter the code Steel and Hustle, all in one word, Steel and Hustle, in the settings menu, you'll get 25 gold and 10 draft tickets. So don't go to the App Store or anything like that. Visit promo.thesteelcage.com and, uh, yeah, get your uh, copy of of uh, Muscle Hustle and, yeah. You can join in. You can get your friend's code. You can give it to everyone. You can give it to the guys in the steel cage, Derek and Sprung, if you want to beat someone easy. Uh, and, yeah, even Jared, <laughs> Tim from, from Unfunny No Tangent, all of us. We're all on there. So, yeah, jump on that. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. 
Um, but yeah, Stacey, you, you brought up the, the women's tag title, so we might as well jump onto that. That sort yeah. of came out of nowhere, I think. Did What do you think about that as a sort of a McMahon Santa Claus Christmas present? I think the timing was a little strange. Like, obviously, it's been up in the air for months and months and months, um, but I was expecting them to announce it more around the time of evolution. Um, so, as I said, the timing seems kind of weird, but I'm just thrilled that they're finally doing it, and it just gives so many more opportunities within the women's division now with tag team belts. You know, it's not just about singles competition anymore. Do you think... Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, Steve. Do you just, just quickly, do you think there's, like... It's sort of weird to say, but do you think there's enough women to carry a division in a sense? Like, I know there's a lot of them on the show now, but, you know, tag teams and things like that, you think it's... Because that's sort of one of the criticisms a lot of people have of of the whole Raw tag title, SmackDown tag title thing is, like, there's, like, three teams on each on each show. Yeah, no, that, that's probably my biggest concern. But, I mean, it, um, like Stacey said, it's good that they're finally doing it. Um, it's something that they probably should have done a little while ago. Um, but, yeah, it is a bit, um, a little bit worrying with the amount of talent they do have. Maybe that means that we'll see more people like, you know, Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm possibly come up to the main roster a bit earlier than they would have or, you know, just give a plug to the other Aussies there. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, I, I think it's a, a good stepping stone and um, hopefully we do get to see a lot more of those, um, the females in NXT and even, um, you know, the new NXT UK get a get a chance to show what they can do. I suppose they could, um, if they're looking for sort of one-off type things for pay-per-views and stuff, you could have like, like say you're going to go, all right, well, um, like we mentioned the Iconics. Like, all right, the Iconics are going to be the, the women's tag champions, which, come on, they have to be. Um, yep. <laughs> and we, it's all Aussie show, folks. we got to we got to our own. Um, and so, I mean, if, if you, then you could, I guess you could put them in a feud with like Trish and Leader or something and put them over or something like that, you know, like so there's, there's a match you could get a, um, a, a pay-per-view out of without having to have sort of the week-to-week you know, oh, we, these people are on the show every week and things like that, whereas, like, they can just do open challenges or something. So, but, yeah, yeah is it I, – I didn't – I saw the, the announcement, but I didn't sort of catch all the details. Is it is it one set of women's tag titles or is it going to be, like, a Raw title and a SmackDown title as well? Um, I'm not I, I'm not 100% sure. I, I remember him saying that there was going to be women's um, tag team belts. Tag team yeah. titles, but I'm not sure whether he said Raw or SmackDown. I'd personally like to see it just open to both brands, mm. um, you know, and just as because as we said, there's probably obviously not, I don't think there's enough enough um, women on the roster to uh, be one on Raw and one on SmackDown. Why well, don't, don't sorry? No, you're right. I was just going to say I don't I don't think there's enough time on SmackDown. Uh, like Raw, Raw, no problem because they've got three hours to kill and it's like, oh, what are we going to do? Well, if you add a tag division for the women, well, there's, you know, at least four women in a match from a start. So then, you, you know, you're getting a, a decent sort of, um, uh, like there's four people in the segment. So it's not like, oh, well, like if it's a singles match, oh, we only saw Bailey and Sasha or something like that. It's like, well, you get all four. But SmackDown, it's kind of like, eh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't like the idea of split titles anyway. Um, yeah. whether it's a world title or the 
universal or whatever. It should just be you're the champ and you go where you want. Um, so, I mean, if it was me, I would, I would sort of keep them to Raw, but then they might turn up on SmackDown just to be like, hey, hey, we're here to start some shit. Yeah. One thing I wanted to touch on in regards to the women's tag team titles is for too long they've used, I wouldn't even call it the women's tag team division because I don't think there has been a division up until the last year or two, but they've used tag team matches just as an excuse to get as many women on the show in the shortest amount of time as possible and the matches just meant nothing so I'm super excited that it's starting to mean something. Um, and I just hope that, you know, they don't just throw random teams together for the sake of having a division. You know, mm. like I hope the alliances mean something. And I just hope that they, you know, put the time and commitment into building the division. Yeah, even even on Raw, they kind of did that a little bit with the, the six women tag. It was sort of... All right, Bailey, Sasha, and Ember Moon. It's like, okay, well, Bailey and Sasha, I get as a as a team, but then Ember Moon as well. It's like, okay, isn't she meant to be the lone wolf and all this sort of stuff? But yeah. then you had yeah. Mickey James and Alicia and Dana Brooke, and it's like, well, Mickey James, okay, we all know how good she can be. And then it's like, oh, and Alicia and Dana, who are always just kind of the like, well, who else do we have? Oh, those two, yeah, that's right. They can sort of do stuff if we need to, but then. Sometimes they have a character and sometimes they don't. And so, I mean, if if it's if it's more of the, like you said, Stacey, if it's more of like Sasha and Bailey, if they become a team, okay, and then like Nia Jackson, Tamina, well, that makes sense as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you pair up um, Alexa with Mickey James again and stuff like that, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for it. I just hope they. It's like everything, you know. Like they come out with these good ideas, and then you think, ah, we've been burned so many times. <laughs> this sort of thing, like, wow, they're doing this, and then in the next breath, it's like, oh yeah, I just hope they don't fuck it up, or or make it a joke, or yeah. Yeah. Well, I but, hope they just don't come out and just give it to someone. I hope there's like a tournament or something like that to determine who yeah, the champions yeah, exactly. will be. Yeah, I mean, they they did a good job last year. I thought with the the women have a Royal Rumble now. Obviously, they're doing that again this year. So that that was sort of pretty cool. Uh, I just um, so I mean the track record is pretty good. I think I don't think they've done anything that's too uh, like tacked on or anything. Or just like, hey, look, here's the girl match for you. You know, and you you watch it and go, this is like whatever. It's not like Tori Wilson versus um, Stacey yeah. Keebler. Yeah, or Dawn Marie or something like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll watch it. But, yeah. But is it a wrestling show or is it, you know, Vince Russo or whatever? So, yeah, you know, at the time, kind of fit, but now it doesn't. So, you know. Speaking of which, um, I was watching Roy Rumble 2000 the other night and um, the only spotlight that the women got on that show was, like, some Miss Royal Rumble bikini contest, and God, I just thought we've come such a long way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or you get like the the old, uh, you know, the the women's Royal Rumble thing where it was Santino in a dress, where oh you know, it was, it was like, well, you know. Santino. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, another thing with with Raw, I'm just wondering how you guys feel about the 
it, it sort of started off as a as sort of a two on one fight, but now it's kind of turned into triple threat. Uh, it's it, like a triple threat feud because we had the triple threat match as well on Raw, which was Finn Balor and and Dolph Ziggler and, and Drew McIntyre. I, I I'm personally like it how they've made this now a three way. I'm just wondering how you guys feel, Stacey. What do you, I don't know? Do you, do you like any of these three guys in particular, or, or there's sort of yeah? What do you think? I like all of them to be honest. Um, I love Finn. Um, I feel like he's been severely underused since he came back from injury, and I would love yeah. to see him back in the Universal Title scene at some point next year. Um, but just, I'm just grateful for him to get TV time, really. And same with Ziggler, you know, like um, he kind of got a bit stale for a while, but I think turning heel again has made him interesting. And I think, you know, his heel run initially, like when he won Money in the Bank and everything and cashed in, that was like the height of his career, you know? So yes. it makes sense for him to turn heel again because face just wasn't working for him um and drew mcintyre i i like i wouldn't call myself like a fan per se um but i think he's a fantastic wrestler and i think he has a lot to offer yeah i i'm really liking mcintyre lately um yeah i mean he he just seemed like they've they've finally taken away all the silly stuff that they kept trying to put on top of him and then wondering why he wasn't getting over. You know, it was like, oh, why, why doesn't anyone care about Drew McIntyre? It's like, because you put him in three-man band and all this stupid shit, you know? And, and he was and he, the chosen one at once. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, the worst <laughs> thing you can do is come out and go, this guy is going to be the next thing. And it's like, because uh, straight away people go, oh, really? We'll, we'll see about that. You know, and then... I mean, it happened with Roman Reigns. It's, it's, you know, it's as soon as you tell people this is what you have to like, or this is who is the best heel in the business, people already think like, "Fuck off!" Like, I don't, I'll, yeah. I'll cheer for who we want to cheer for. But I mean, he he was on Jericho's podcast. Uh, I don't know what a year, two years ago, whenever it was, when he first got released, and even then he was saying like, oh, I'll be back. He's like, I'll be back in WWE. I just need to go away and fine tune some stuff and, you know, work on my act basically. Uh, and he's like, but I'll be back. You watch. And yeah, and he did it. So, you know, can't, uh, can't fault him. He, he, he wasn't one of these wrestlers that went, oh, they don't know what they're missing. I'll just keep doing the same old shit just on, you know, for Ring of Honor or something. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I think Drew McIntyre is one of the best wrestlers in the company. I really like him. Um, I'd, I'd like to see Dolph and Finn break off and have a have a singles feud and have Drew go after Braun or Lesnar, whoever the champion is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they had that run with McIntyre and Seth Rollins were sort of feuding for a while there with on and off with Ambrose and stuff. But, yeah, it'd be... Um, I think I think McIntyre might even benefit... He, he might even benefit of being, like, switched to SmackDown or something because... I don't know. Maybe you could even like the way Daniel Bryan is now, and how good he is at, at being a heel, and how like accepted is the wrong word, but how accepted the crowd 
accepting the crowd has been of the heel turn for Daniel Bryan after being like, oh, my God, he's going to die if he takes, like, another bump. Um, and now people are like, fuck it, kick him in the head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just so, booing the shit out of him now. Exactly. Like, yes, yeah, so I cut down a tree to make this sign, like all that sort of just <laughs> like a hippie um, antagonizing that they're doing to him. I just think like someone like Drew McIntyre, if he turned up in the middle of SmackDown and was like, hey, I'm here to fucking take your title, little man, or something, like I think he'd, he'd be instantly over as a baby face just because – it's like, oh shit, like you know, and Daniel Bryan would make it work anyway, I think. So, so yeah. that's, I'd be interested to see something like that. Uh, what else have we got going on on Raw on the Raw side of things? I mean, Braun, Braun Strowman is still number one contender for Brock Lesnar's Universal Title, I guess. Um, does anyone think he's going to actually, he's actually a chance of of beating Brock, or is it just a sort of a filler? Mm, I'd like to say yes. Mania. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I mean, it all comes down to the rumble, I guess. But um, yeah, I just wonder if 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 Brock isn't the champ going into Mania, who else is? You know, like who else is yeah. kind of worthy? Do you of have it in a Braun, sense, you know? Braun beat him, and then Drew win the rumble. Well, that's pretty. Yeah, that could be cool. But yeah. then you think about it from a from a sort of like a, a mainstream Vince McMahon kind of booking logic. Is Braun Strowman versus Drew McIntyre like WrestleMania headline worthy? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it probably is for fans, but like I could see that being a SummerSlam thing because SummerSlam yeah. has kind of become the like the mark show in a sense now. Um, hey, when does Brock fight um, Cormier in the UFC? Because uh, doesn't good... Vince Vince want him to go into the cage with that title? Yeah, that's true. I want to be like, look. Problem with that is though, I mean, what if he gets the shit punched out of him, and it's like, yeah, take, <laughs> which is like, take your fake little prop and <laughs> see you later. Like, I know Brock Lesnar's a tough dude; he can actually legit beat people up, but yeah, it doesn't look good walking into the like the octagon, which is like a serious fight. You walk it in with what's essentially like a toy, toy built. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone turn up next, and you know, oh, oh, three time Rocky Channel. Oh, fuck, Thunderlips. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. That'd be pretty fun. <laughs> his thunder lips. That'd be cool. He just, yeah, comes, yeah. Out, he just comes out his thunder lips to like, <laughs> just gets destroyed. Yeah, uh, with Scott Steiner as his backup. <laughs> Why not? Get them all on it. <laughs> Get him in there. Get him in there. <laughs> just let Scott Steiner I mean- have it. Who wouldn't want to have Scott Steiner as their hype man? Oh, exactly. <laughs> There's 33% chance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was great. I love Scott Steiner back in the day. He when just you knew, like, he'd get Yeah, he'd get the mic and you'd just think, oh, shit. What, <laughs> what's going to happen? Like, oh, yep. no. Because not only was he, like, a bit crazy, but you could tell he just didn't give a shit. Yeah. So it's like Bret Hart these days. Like, here we go. Yeah. Like, Bret Hart doesn't care. He just gives zero fucks. It's just like, meh, I'll say what I want. What are they going to do? <laughs> Me, I don't care. <laughs> I almost feel like Orton is the same. Like, yeah. even though yeah. I still yeah. find him boring as batshit, but, <laughs> like, he he's untouchable, you know? Like, he's just untouchable. Like, are they going to fight him? No way. Yeah, that's right. he can shoot well, in all the, the bags that he wants. Yeah, 
That's it. I mean, they they changed their wellness policy to basically um, save face from firing him. Essentially, wasn't it like you had you know, three strikes and he, everyone always was like, "Oh, Randy's on two, Randy's on two. And all of a sudden, it was like, "Well, if you haven't had any strikes in twelve months, then you, <laughs> you lose a strike or you go back to zero or something." And we're like, "Oh, okay, Randy must have done something." So, but uh, good old Randy. It's it's funny. Like, what would what do you think, Stacey? Like, would make Randy? Because I've asked this to some of my friends. Like, what what do you think they could do with Randy Orton to make him like um, interesting to you? Like, what what would you do uh, with Randy Orton? Or is he just like, beyond? Help? Uh, no, I don't think he's beyond help. Um, that's a great question, though. Um, I the I don't know if I'm a fair person to ask because. Randy Orton is just a wrestler that I've I wouldn't say never liked I enjoyed his legend killer gimmick I enjoyed him in evolution but I haven't liked him beyond that and I just I find him boring to watch and I just I don't know like I feel like you know, Cena used to cop so much shit for, you know, being so boring, doing the same moves in every match. But meanwhile, Orton has been doing the same thing, but mm. people don't notice for some reason. Um, and I think he's definitely a better heel than a face, but I don't know. Like, something's got to change. Like, we need a massive, like, U-turn. But I'm not necessarily saying revert to the legend killer gimmick because that would just be absolutely strange at this point in his career because I mean I wouldn't go as far to call him a legend but you know he's not a rookie anymore you know he's mm. not like the young guy that he used mm. to be but I don't know what do you guys think I don't, I don't mind Orton I, I, I do have a, a lot of friends that do think he's boring as well but I don't mind him so I'm sort of not the person to ask I guess I, I, I don't like I don't hate him or, or think like, oh, fucking Randy Orton. But like, I don't, I'd probably like you, Stacey, I don't sort of think like, oh, Randy Orton, here we go. Like, I'm not, he doesn't excite me. Like, I think if he's paired with the right opponent, I, I'm sort of more interested. Like, when he was um, with Bray Wyatt and, and around that time, like, that was kind of interesting just because it was, yeah. it was really different. And, you know, he was, they kept saying, everyone was like, oh, he's, you know, he's just pretending. He's not really part of the Wyatt family. We've seen all this before. And then for ages and ages and ages, it felt like he just was continually with the Wyatts. And it's like, oh. Mm -hmm. And then just at the last minute when people were starting to think like, oh, okay, they, they aren't doing what we thought, then, then they did it. So, like, that was handled well, I thought. Um, yeah. The, the, the recent feud with Mysterio has been probably a million times better than it had any right to be. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I think that the attraction for Randy Orton was, like you said, the evolution stuff, and sort of his main draw was like, this is the story of Randy Orton becoming a star, but now he is a star, so we don't care. Like it yeah. was a young guy coming through the ranks, you know, finally standing up to Triple H and things like that, and then the Legend Killer stuff where he was taking out everyone, and then you know, Foley and, and, and Hogan and these guys. And then, so it's like, okay, oh, yeah, he's on his way, he's on his way. It's like, well, he's here now. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. It's just yeah. the same shit. So I don't know. Yeah, but. You know what? I think Orton 
does really well in an alliance. Like, I think, obviously, he was great in Evolution. Um, he was great in Rated RKO. Um, his stuff with Wyatt was good. I think, I don't know, it would pay to not just put him with someone useless, but, I don't know, form some kind of alliance. I think that would make me maybe a little bit more interested in him. Yeah, even if he had just some goons again or something, like the, um, yeah. uh, what was it called? Um, Legacy. Uh, Legacy. Yeah. You know, like the, yeah. They sort of, that helped him a bit as well. Like, it's funny because everyone's always like, Orton is very similar to Triple H in a lot of ways, but people always seem to forget like Triple H, like Triple H has only ever really been a big deal when he's been paired with other people. Like yeah. he was DX, yeah. DX, right? Or he's just China. So that was sort of the gimmick, like, oh, China, look at this muscly woman, like, holy shit, you know. Um, then you had the old DX thing, and, I mean, anyone looked good standing next to Shawn Michaels. Stephanie. And, yeah, then the Stephanie yeah. McMahon thing, and then Evolution. And, and then in that small little period where, you know, they did the, the breakup of him and Steph, and he was fighting Jericho and stuff, and he was just on his own, like, nobody cared. And it was like, oh, yeah, and whatever. But, see, he seems – and then – now you know he's back again, but he's with he's still with the he got popular again, you know what two thousand seven two thousand eight when they did the DX thing again, so he's with Shawn Michaels yep. again, and then yeah he'll turn with the authority back with Steph, so it's sort of it, for, it, not to say that Triple H isn't great because he is, but he doesn't really seem to be able to stand on his own two feet, even though he's still bringing like he still brings the goods, but just. When it's just Triple H, it doesn't seem to work, and I wonder if that's maybe a bit of it's rubbed off a bit too well on on Orton because he's kind of the same, like you said. Like the Evolution stuff was great, and RKO, and and all that. So, and even even when they brought like um, Evolution back for a little while, when they, when Batista came back, and they yep. were um, having those matches with the Shield, like they were great matches with the Shield. Jeff, um, Rollins jumping off shit and just. Yeah, it was crazy. And, like, they did really well. And that's when people were like, yeah, there you go. We want Batista to be a heel. Good, yeah, boo. Like, it sort of worked. Um, obviously, Ric Flair was sort of – I mean, he was old as dirt in the day. So when they tried to do it again, he couldn't – they weren't going to have him back again. But, but yeah, I don't know. Even now, you can't sort of bring Ric Flair back to even be a manager now these days because he's just kind of – I don't know. He's sort he's of too – he's, Yeah, he's, but he's – like he's too Ric Flair now. Yeah. Like it's so because that's always that's always sort of the go-to response. Oh, get Ric Flair to be their manager, and that'll fix it. I think Flair only has a place on the show with Charlotte these days if he's going to manage anyone. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So and then even then it kind of looks a bit weird because it's like yeah. is that is that. Charlotte's granddad wasn't what yeah. I mean she she doesn't need it. She's yeah. past needing a manager at this point. But yeah. 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 Maybe like for big shows and stuff, like Mania, he can kind of walk out, you know, twenty feet behind her or something, or, or introduce <laughs> I, her or something. But I thought you were referring to the big show as a like managing oh. the big show. And I was like, no. Why? Oh, now that's all I want. <laughs> Oh just, my god! He just carries he just carries him out like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. 
Maybe we're onto something. That's it. That's right. Well, we know Vince listens to the show, so just you can have that one, Vince. (laughs) Can I quickly touch on before we get off this Triple H topic that just spontaneously came up? Do we think that they're actually going to go anywhere with Triple H and Batista next year after that little tease? Well, they can't at the moment because Triple H had that torn peck, didn't he? Yeah, but, like, do you think they were hoping for Mania? Like, I'm not sure how long Triple H is out for. I think they were hoping for Mania at first, but I think his recovery time is is past Mania. Oh, crap. Yeah, that would have been good to see. Yeah, maybe SummerSlam. Yeah, there's there's something they could do. It might sort of kill two uh, kill two birds with one stone. Is have uh, do the if they do the Batista Triple H, like put Orton into that match and make it a triple threat. Yeah, and that's then, true. Because then if if Triple H sort of well Batista's kind of underdone because he's just been Drax for the last however many years, and and if Triple H is kind of limited because he's still technically kind of hurt. I mean, Triple H will just pump himself full of something and, you know, <laughs> enthusiasm and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and and he'll be fine for, for one match at least. Uh, but then Orton can kind of do most of the, the wrestling in a sense. I wonder if that would be cool. And then, I don't know, get Flair could be the referee. There you go. <laughs> you have like the, yeah. the evolution match. Man, I can couldn't imagine Flair being able to get up and down as, as many times as he has to. <laughs> well, he could, he could stand, like, out on the floor. Like, on the, <laughs> just, and just, 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 like, reach into the, the ring and camp. <laughs> yeah, like, under the ropes. Yeah, there you go. Oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll just get little Nate and just tell everyone it's Flair. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> or Flair could be the, what do you call them? The, um, the enforcer. Uh, the enforcer, that's it. <laughs> just, yeah. A withered enforcer on the outside. <laughs> or he can just be a, a special guest ring announcer or or match timer or something. Or he could be the special ref. He just, run, he just um, dives in to count the final three count or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He should true. just turn up. He should just turn up and just like, <laughs> strut around the ring. People are like, what's Ric Flair doing here? Oh, no, he's just there. <laughs> he's not supposed to be here. What's going on? Yeah, he's just there. Just watching, <laughs> just watching and wooing. Uh, Paying his alimony. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Well, the one other thing, I guess, like, I mean, Seth Rollins beat up Baron Corbin on Raw. So, I mean, yeah, cool, whatever. Um, Seth Rollins is great and Baron Corbin is, is sort of Baron Corbin, whatever. Um, how, how are you guys liking Ronda Rousey's sort of continuing uh, success, I guess, as, as Raw Women's Champion? Because, like, to me, she just seems to be getting better and better. Yeah, I agree. I think she's getting better, better and better too. Um, the match that she had with Natty, I thought it was probably one of her best matches she's had so far. I guess that has a lot to do with Natty being in the ring with her, but you can just see the improvement in Ronda's uh, wrestling every time she's out there. I think she's fantastic. You know, I expected it to be a fairly smooth transition for her from MMA to pro wrestling, but... I didn't expect it to be this instantaneous. Like, she's just, you know, from the, what is it, like six months or six months or so that she's been with the company, she has come so far. Um, you know, it's like the smoothest transition from a sport to wrestling since Kurt Angle. And it's very <laughs> fitting that her first, you know, intergender tag match was with him. 
because um, it's very much a mirror image of how his career started. Um, and I just can't wait to see her progress and really freaking crossing my fingers and toes for Becky versus Ronda at Mania. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. apparently um, Fox, when SmackDown goes to Fox, they've said that they want Rousey on SmackDown, so you never know. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is Becky sort of the only person you would accept uh, beating Ronda at this point? Absolutely. No, the or iconics. One of the iconics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> besides them. Besides yeah. them. The, the, of the secondary, you know, talent I'm talking about, not the iconics. They're, they're on their own level. <laughs> yeah, Stacey's on the show. Stacey's on the show, Steve. I can't call them what I normally call them. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree with Stacey. Either, either Charlotte or Becky. The only two, really. Yeah, I'm just really worried that they're gonna veto that plan and go for Nia versus Becky after that oh, whole no. punch saga and I just mm. can't like I no. will watch it sure but like Ronda versus Becky is where the money is at you know yep. we and, missed and out on this mania. absolutely like if there's any if any time that the women are gonna main event mania it is that match right there yeah right there how would you feel? I mean, I seem to be on a bit of a theme today, but how would you feel if that was a triple threat with Charlotte and Ronda and Becky? Because you've already got the Charlotte and Becky stuff and then you had what was meant to be uh, Ronda and, and Becky and that sort of didn't happen. And then Charlotte was like, oh, I beat her up for you, Becky, and all this. And Becky's like, I give a fuck. Like they just, you know, well, what if that was a three-way match? Do you think that would diminish it maybe or...? or? I don't think so. I absolutely love Charlotte as well. I think she is incredible. And, you know, as much as it sucked for Ronda getting injured just before SummerSlam, um, that was really the best possible outcome for a bad situation, which led to Charlotte versus Ronda, which is incredible. Like one of my favorite matches Mm. of the year. Um, So I will never say no to Charlotte being inserted into a match because I think she is one of the best big match wrestlers, especially as far as the women goes. Um, But, yeah, I'm really – I feel like since Asuka won that title that Ronda's got to win that Rumble. Like she had to drop that title for something. Becky. Becky, you mean, do you? Sorry. Becky, yeah. Becky win the Rumble? Yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, like I very much feel like she didn't win that match because she's going to win the Rumble. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want to do a title versus title thing or something quite exactly. yet. Exactly. She's um, got to win that Rumble and she's got to go after Ronda. Yeah. I, I wonder I can't if... see anyone else winning the Rumble, really. Yeah. No. Unless it's... Oh, no, that wouldn't make sense either. Unless Bliss comes back or something like that. But yeah, like, that's I what I was thinking. If she, if she sort of sneaks in at the last minute, like, look, I'm better now. And we, you know, <laughs> yeah. But even then, yeah. Because she's, re- she's not a, a realistic threat for any of those, no. like whether it's Ronda or Charlotte. Like no one's, it's, you know. Lilacs of Bliss is good, but she's good as the little, like, sneaky little bitch that steals yep. titles and stuff. She's not, like, a powerhouse. Um, or, or like a tough, a tough 
fighter, you know. It's like she's yeah. she's the sneaky, she's the smart one. So, yeah. So that, but no, that's I, why I, she I, might win the Rumble, you know. Well, that's true, yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just hope they don't kind of try and do something like a Ronda Charlotte title v. title winner takes all. This is for the ultimate best ever in the universe belt, uh, you know, because that way then I think straight away I just think, yeah, Charlotte will win and it'll be, look, see, the wrestlers are better than the UFC. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then, look, yeah, Charlotte, she wins everything. It's like she's seven-time champion, yeah, in like, what, two years? Like it's you can have a hundred title reigns if there's only three days each. Like it's not you know. <laughs> just uh, Sasha Banks. Well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, so, and even like we said, John Cena's got what sixteen uh, yep. titles now as well. But some of them are like one day. Yeah. So, you know, like he he won the title and then what they cashed in on cashed in on Batista cashed in on him, I think, didn't he, or something. Or Vince sent, Vince sent, might have been Edge. He, yeah, he Edge. cashed in on a few yeah. people. I remember one where like Cena won a match and then Vince came out with Batista and went, you've got a new match, and then Batista just beat the shit out of him. Um, I don't I remember to, that at all. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. Sure. I remember Elimination Chamber when he won that and then Edge cashed in and yeah. won the title, but yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that was... Uh, maybe. I think that's the edge one you're thinking of. Uh, I remember. No, oh, here we go. Back in where are we? Elimination Chamber. What year is it? Don't know. Yeah. Uh, Nine or something. Was it? John Cena wins Elimination Chamber. Batista defeats John Cena. Yeah. So Cena won the Elimination Uh. Chamber as champ, and then Vince came out at the end and was like, "No, you've got a new match." And sent Batista out, and he beat him up. I think that was then when they then they had their match at Mania and stuff, and then Batista left. You know, he was all in the oh, wheelchair. Yeah. I think yeah. that was in yeah. that sort of feud. Yeah, but I don't know. I think I don't know. I, I feel like that women's Money in the Bank thing sort of really lost its um, um, appeal when nobody has it going into Mania because that was always the big, like whoa, anyone could you know like once. Um, uh, Carmella had it. It was like, oh, she could. She's gonna take the title at any time. And then Mania comes around. You're like, oh my god. Like, so, I guess for for purists, people are more like, I just want to see a match, not the showboaty stuff. But I mean, that's what wrestling is. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and how did Seth Rollins cash in at Mania? That was awesome. yeah, exactly. That was great. That so many people were so happy about that. Yeah, hear me just out. It was what? Like, what if next year the Iconics win Money in the Bank? <sighs> and then, like, either, either one of them could cash in and it'll be like, oh, who's going to cash in? Is it going to be Peyton? Uh-huh. Is it going to be Billy? Huh? Hey, I like yeah, it. I like yeah. it. That'd be cool. Yeah. It'd be like the, um, oh, what were they called? Um, Michelle McCool and... Uh, oh, uh, yeah, uh, with flawless? the double belts. Yeah, yeah. Lake Lake Cool, that's it, yeah. They were like, oh no, we're both champion. That'd be cool. But yeah, they could climb the ladder together and like take take yes. it off together and stuff. That's a great idea. That'd be awesome. That's it. We should yeah, write the show. For sure. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> Just be the new world heavyweight champion. Peyton Royce. Uh, 
Buddy Murphy, yeah. Buddy Murphy, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because, like, with that, because Stacey, you were, we'll just touch on it quickly because you went to the to the MCG show, the um, yeah. Super Showdown, which is funny because Josh asked me to be on the preview show uh, for that. And, and we mentioned on there, how did they not call it the Super Showdown under? But anyway, yeah. we've... <laughs> um, the the crowd was obviously majorly into Murphy because he's the Aussie boy and, and he's from Melbourne I think as well so yeah yeah he, he could have been from from bloody you know Ulla Dulla it wouldn't have mattered <laughs> yeah um, shout out to all the listeners in Ulla Dulla and yes Americans that's a real place um, <laughs> but the I just want to like going into the show I was like oh yeah but I'm watching it going oh buddy Murphy will get a big pop and he'll be you know popular and stuff but I was never really a big fan of him because I remember him in the, the tag team and NXT and stuff but then yeah. I hadn't seen him for a while because I don't watch the 205 live or anything and like he trimmed right down and he's like super cut and all this and he's doing flips and he's flying in the air and I was like holy shit like buddy Murphy's like really good now so like yeah. what what do you what do you guys think of him in general since we're doing oh. an Aussie show, we might as well touch on all the talent. In- incredible. I, you know, like you said, I expected him to get a pop at the Super Showdown being a hometown boy. But holy shit, he got, like, when he won that title, that place erupted. You know, I've been to almost every Melbourne show for the last 10 years and I have not he- heard pops like that for John Cena, The Undertaker, nothing. Like, it was huge. Um, but yeah, he totally, like, he wasn't really on my radar like you, Greg, and he's just been incredible lately, and, like, his match with, um, Mustafa Ali, um, was it Money in the Bank? Am I getting my pay-per-views wrong? Uh, I think so, yeah. I think that's Yeah, that match was incredible. That was, like, one of my favourite, probably my favourite match of the night, just behind Charlotte versus Ronda, and... Yeah, I'm absolutely loving him as champ. And, yeah, I just hope that um, – I really hope that they keep giving the Cruiserweights a place on the main show. Like, it was so nice to see them not being demoted to the pre-show. Um, and I think they really proved their worth on that main card. And I just hope that they keep getting the opportunities to be seen. Yeah, totally agree. Um, the cruiserweights are amazing. Um, and Buddy Murphy, yeah, same same as you guys. I, off the radar completely, caught him on 205 Live because I saw he'd made his debut on the show, watched it, and I was, I was amazed. Um, yeah, the, just hearing the pop on the TV when he won the, won the um, cruiserweight title, it was amazing. So just being there would have been absolutely sensational. Yeah, I, I was wondering, like, comparing since you were there, Stacey, like comparing um, the 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 pop that the Buddy got compared to um, the Iconics, who are also on the show, and obviously they're Australian okay. too, as we've said. Like, was it? Did the Iconics kind of just get the the obligatory, like, oh yeah, you're from here, pop? Or as Buddy was kind of like really over yeah, in a sense. Absolutely, like the Iconics got you know a, a good a good pop, you know, by their standards, I guess. But, yeah, Buddy wasn't wasn't just like, yay, hometown pop, you know, like people generally blew up. I don't know if anyone was expecting him 
I mean, a few people certainly were because if he was ever going to win the Cruiserweight title, it was going to be in Melbourne in, in his hometown. Mm. But, yeah, I don't think we expected it to mean something like it did. And it was just really like the whole night, that was the moment that I remember. Yeah, it's good that they've, like, left the title on him as well. He didn't sort of just have it for a week and then, yeah. like, oh, we'll give it to the Aussie guy because we're in Australia and then next, yeah. next week he can drop it back to whoever. Exactly. And that I I definitely expected that that could have been a possibility, you know? Mm. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting because, like, yeah, it, it's, it's funny how all of a sudden someone sort of pops up on your radar and it's like, oh, yeah, this guy's really good, but, like, I don't notice it before. And, like, it's funny because moving into SmackDown, I kind of feel the same way about Mustafa Ali now. It's like he's always been really good, obviously, but it's lately they've sort of put the spotlight on him. And it's like, oh, oh, wow. Like, yeah, okay. If, if he's going to go up against Daniel Bryan, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas, whereas, like, three months ago, if they said, oh, yeah, here's a potential WWE title match, what? That doesn't make any sense. Whereas now I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. So yeah, uh, that match he had with Armas on SmackDown was amazing. Yeah, he's not Hatton Suspenders man anymore. No, no. <laughs> From the old uh, the old NXT show, but yeah, it's um, yeah, he he he's having great matches. He does. He it was in a tag, but he does. He did get a, a pin victory over uh, Brian. So it's yeah, and, and I like the fact that Brian sort of has taken that like personally in a sense and now he's he's using that to continue his his new heel role which he's done for a little while now but but yeah it's um Daniel Bryan the heel is just going from strength to strength yeah the crowd the crowd are eating him up too they they absolutely love him as a heel it, it's it's really good and just just um it's just amazing how you know you just change one little thing the yes movement's dead not doing that anymore you know and then all of a sudden, everyone's starting to hate him, and yeah, it's it's really enjoyable watching him too. I, Absolutely, I. Uh, sorry, Greg. No, you go, you go. I am a huge Daniel Bryan mark. Like he's uh, probably my favorite. He'd be my favorite wrestler on the main roster. I would say, as far as the company goes, it'd be a very close tie between him and Gargano, but. Yeah, yes. I just, <laughs> I wasn't sure, you know, if they would make a heel turn work with him again after he was essentially like the biggest baby face in the company. And yeah, I'm amazed. Like, you know, I was very skeptical. I'm like, what are they doing? Like, it just seemed out of nowhere. But yeah, I'm happy to say, pleasantly surprised. He's killing it. And, you know, I shouldn't expect anything less from him at this point. But. <laughs> Yeah, it's just and definitely needed to happen, you know. Like the the yesing was getting a little bit stale, and it just means that yeah. when it happens again, it's going to mean something. Yeah, the next when he does, like when he eventually turns babyface again, that those and those yes chants will be enormous. Absolutely. Like if it's if it's a case of turning on another heel or coming out to the rescue or something, and it's yeah. like, oh my god, Daniel Bryan, you know, like. Yeah, those that'll rival. I don't even remember. There was that match a few years ago where Daniel Bryan, he was in the Wyatt family, 
And, yeah, the cage. And then he, he tricked him into getting tricked wide into the cage and then beat the yeah. shit out of him. And oh, apparently that's, that's the match that's one of the matches where he got his concussions, he doesn't actually remember it. But yeah, yeah. the post match like yes chance where he was doing you know yes yes and then he was doing it slowly like yes and then just slow yeah. and the crowd was with him 100 percent. it was like holy shit that's like fucking hollywood choreographed shit like and these are just random wrestling fans who can't like clap in time like <laughs> you know so i'm sorry as a drummer i hate hearing people clap in concerts and because it's always <laughs> like this and then it goes <laughs> like, no just stop it but yeah but the yes chance they had it nailed. So I think I think if he eventually, when he eventually turns babyface again, might not be for a while, but he will eventually. Uh, yeah, those yes chants are going to be like off the off the scale. Um, we all seem to forget that you know those yes chants were born from him being heel and him taking AJ Lee's um, spotlight. You know when she won yeah. the match, and then he was like, yes, yes. Um, That's right. yeah. Well, they were no, they were no chance at first. Remember, I think because as well, really? because he would come out and be like, "No, no, no don't no, cheer no. me and stuff," and then people would cheer yes at him instead, and then sort of yeah. mocking him, and then he just sort of accepted it. But yeah, that that whole thing with AJ, that's like that's when I when he turned heel back then, and he had the world heavyweight title, and he had AJ and all that. That's when I first started to like him because before yeah, that, I was same. just like, "Who's this little dude? Like, who cares? Yep. He's boring." But then he. He, you know, he got AJ and like AJ would help anyone because he's, you know, she was great uh, yeah. in, in like any role they put her in. She just excelled with with yeah. Punk and like with Daniel Bryan and then even with the, the even the stupid like oh I'm in love with John Cena like all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but it, like it, it worked, you know, because they did it yeah. really well and turned on him and it was with Ziggler and and Big E that like that was alliance with AJ and Brian like they were it was just great to see because they were both like absolutely rising stars you know yeah and then and then the you know her and sort of caught in the middle between Brian and Punk and and you know you look back at it and it's it's sort of funny to, to re-watch it because obviously she ended up marrying Punk and stuff but like yeah it, it you know I think you know, people always say, "Oh, I wish we could get Lita and Trish and all that." And if, like, I had to pick someone to come back. It would be AJ. Like, AJ as sure. far as like a, a full time, maybe not a full time wrestler, but at least like a presence on the show. Just because Absolutely. even even when she wasn't wrestling and she was the um the GM, remember she used to wear the white suit and stuff. Yeah, like she was great in that. Like, it's like she's just like a natural talent, pretty much. So, um, I. SmackDown is sort of rolling on, but I I don't quite understand what's happening with Shane McMahon and the Miz. Yeah, like is is this is this a Mania match? Do you think? Then they're just doing the slow build. Like Miz is like sucking up to the boss, and then Shane will jump off something high, and um, <laughs> then he'll lose because he always loses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I never thought of it like that, actually. But, yeah, it could be. Um, I, you know, you hear Shane O'Mac uh, say on SmackDown that, um, you know, Miz, you better not screw me because there'll be consequences. So, to me, that means something's going to happen. Yeah. I just wonder if they're doing, the, like, the long, the long play because, like, Shane doesn't wrestle every week and stuff, but they've got time, and I guess. And, and Miz doesn't need to wrestle every week because he's so good on the mic and he has Miz TV and all that stuff. So I just I just 
I, my one fear is I hope they're not trying to turn Miz babyface again because oh hell no. no, he's not heel. I mean, if they want to turn him babyface, you you have to just treat him like the Rock in a sense. Um, he has to basically be the exact same person. He just doesn't cheat in his matches. Yeah. But he's still an asshole. He's still, like, cocky and arrogant and stuff like that. It's just that he wins clean. Or uh, he's fighting other heels. And so it's sort of like, well, the Miz is a heel, but, um, you know, um, what's his name? Um, Samoa Joe or someone like that. He's a heel, but he's a bigger heel, so I'll cheer for the Miz because he's underdog yeah. stuff like that. Because I, I just I I don't know I, I just wonder if, if it's if that's the plan. It's like well, let's look forward to a Mania match, but is that really big enough to be a Mania match? I don't know. It's weird. Well, they're gonna fill the card somehow. I mean, it's a really <laughs> long show, and you know, it's certainly not gonna be even in my probably top three matches that I'd be looking forward to. But you know, it certainly have a spot on the card. I think. Um, yeah. But, yeah, as you said, Greg, it would just be a stock standard. You know, Shane's going to do his big move and he's going to lose. <laughs> that's it. He probably This is probably the one match he wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Miz, he'll be like, oh, I'll jump off a truck or, 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 you know, skydive into the stadium or something and, <laughs> and actually win. <laughs> can't can't skydive any might fall from the rafters. That's true. Oh, yeah. Too soon. Too soon still? Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Sting. If Sting could be in his corner, it would be all right. Sting. Yeah. It would be it. like um, like Lady Gaga when she like jumped off the roof of the yeah. Super Bowl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but without the harness. I want to see I want to see Shane McMahon in the pointy cone bra with sparkles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> With his with his music going and everything, here comes the money. All that real <laughs> dollar bills falling from the sky. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> um, mostly, I think SmackDown was pretty stock standard. It was a pre-tape show, obviously, because it aired on in America. It aired on Christmas Day and things like that. Um, although it probably isn't really Christmas Day anymore, especially after the result of the United States Championship match. So it is most definitely Rusev Day from from now on. Um, yeah, Rusev wins the, the United States title from Nakamura, of all people. Like, that was a shocker, but, uh, yeah, still, it's an, it was an awesome match. Yeah, it was um, interesting to see that, um, you know, uh, they did... Um... You know, they did take the belt off Nakamura. I thought he was going to carry it a little bit longer, but um, I'm very, very happy to see Rusev finally win another title. Yeah. I said about Buddy Murphy before, I really, though, feel that this will be one. I think Nakamura wins it back at, at, um, like, the next SmackDown or even the Rumble or something like that. I think the Rusev one is just like a a Merry Christmas feel-good moment. You know what I mean? I I don't think they have any major plans for Rusev to be... um, you know, as much as they probably should, I think, yeah. I think if he turned heel again, him and Lana is that heel, heel pair, maybe, but I don't know, maybe a double turn or something. They could, um, you know, Rusev and, and Shinsuke or something like that. I think Rusev is fantastic, but 
can we just like take a moment to appreciate how amazing Agent English has yeah. been and their pairing? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> did anyone expect that to go anywhere? Like, it's, no, it's, it's like it's like New Day, right? It doesn't work on paper, but somehow mm. it just magically worked. Yep, two completely different types of people. It just yeah, it was when I saw them together, I thought, what's going on here? Yeah. Well, that, that just screamed of the typical, like, I'll just put them together. They're a team now. Yeah. Like, it's they've got like, that, you know, like, like the. Bobby. Um, yeah, Bob, Bobby Ross. Rudy yeah, Gable. Bobby Rudy. Yeah, yeah, that's. Chad Gable. Yeah. Well, that's such a. It just seems such a waste that I don't know what's. Like, you got two guys there that are two genuine talents, and they just. They're just, well, we want Gable to be a tag team guy. Mm, well, he mm-hmm. could be like a single star. And you got Bobby Roode, who was already a single star, and it's like, ah, he's not doing anything. Make him a tag team. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just, I know they've got the Roode. belts, but like, it's. Roode's it's just not a tag team guy. He's a no. singles guy, through and through. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, he doesn't so, have to be in the main event, but, no. you know. He's, I think he's just been wasted since he's been brought up to the main roster. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Big time. He's, your, he's, he's one your of the perfect, best pure like, talents. Yeah, he's like your perfect intercontinental champion, I think. Like, yeah, the, for if sure. they they put him in a feud, like if Ambrose is gonna keep the belt, which he probably will, um, when the Rollins feud is all said and done, I'd, I'd say well, Bane Ambrose as we're calling him these days, um, <laughs> this, this the little jacket. Uh, I could see like hopefully if they did like a, a Bobby Roode Dean Ambrose IC title belt feud, I, I think that's sort of something where they should be using rude not this tag team stuff with with some um, gable and then gable could even be his own guy as well so yeah yeah but i mean rusev was a good good match and and good fun to uh to see him get the win and i mean he's married to lana so he's a winner every day really but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean it, it's sort of an odd match too for like the main event of SmackDown for a Christmas Day show, in a sense, like you know, the the Bulgarian guy versus the Japanese guy for the United States Championship. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, you know, but it, it, saying that, like, it was it was really good. Like, Nakamura's a good heel. Um, he was another one when they turned him heel. I thought, oh, how well is this going to work? Like the Daniel Bryan thing, but I, I mean, Daniel Bryan's done it a lot better. But I mean, you could say that about probably anything. Uh, but yeah, Nakamura as a heel, it's it's worked, I think. But good to see Rusev get a win, I suppose. Yeah. Funny story. Um, I watched WrestleMania at um, the cinemas this year because my local cinema was showing it live. Um, and it's, what, something like a five-hour show. So, you know, I had to plan out, you know, my bathroom breaks through the show. <laughs> and... AJ versus Nakamura ended, and I was like, great, I'm going to the bathroom. And then I come back, and they're like, you missed his heel turn. I'm like, what the hell? I was not <laughs> counting on that to happen. So, yeah, I missed the heel turn because I was in the bathroom. Oh. Well, there you go. See, Vince McMahon will be he'll be laughing all the way to the bank now. Yep. You're like, see, anything could happen. Oh. That shows that shows me for not waiting for Randy Orton's match to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yep. <laughs> That's it. 
rant sponsored by Piss Break, Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we spoke about Vince McMahon before with his women's tag team title announcement. What did you think of the weird little sort of stinger in the end of SmackDown with AJ Styles? Like, that was like, oh, I want you to be the tough guy, AJ, and all this. It's like, all right, then. I'll just punch so- you in the face. Is he trying to are they trying to turn AJ heel as well, or that's it's just weird. Mm. It's sort of like it reminded me a little bit of remember when Austin was heel and Vince was like, "Oh, I need the old Austin. I need you to hit me with the stunner and this sort of stuff." Oh, because, yeah. But it's different though because like they had a history. Like that's like the the Austin McMahon feud is kind of what made Austin in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he was already a star with Bret Hart and stuff like that. But, like, that's what everyone – like, that's oh, the, the, the go-to. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, that's, the that's like, his biggest rivalry type thing. So, but, yeah, AJ, it's it's weird. Like, oh, I want you to be – like, especially when it sort of came from the point of, like, oh, you, you, you're floundering, you haven't done anything. It's like he was fucking champion for nearly a year. And he just lost the belt. Or, or just over a year. Like, he's only – yeah, like, what? And, and he's only lost to Daniel Bryan. Like, it's not like – oh. It's not like it was James Ellsworth or something. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, oh, raw truth just beat him up or something. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they're going with that. Unless that's sort of some kind of – um like oh you think it's okay to to beat up vince well guess what we're gonna put you on raw and now you gotta fight brock and braun and all this like it's a way to just flip him over to to raw or something maybe because vince had a bit of a smirk on his face at the end when the ref was saying oh you were right and he's like yeah and he had that little smirk on his face yeah it did seem like oh good that's what like i got him type thing but like yeah Yeah. just i don't know it's weird very weird Mm. Hmm. I mean AJ is pretty good, so if they if he does move to Raw, that's a whole new batch of matches that that would kick off. I mean, everyone wants to see seems to want to see AJ Styles and Seth Rollins, and you've got um, AJ and Bella, yeah, yeah. Uh, McIntyre. You've got Ziggler, um, even someone like um, you know you put him up against. Um, Braun Strowman, you know, just to, just for the clash of styles of like, oh. I'm not sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Um, <laughs> the clash of pun intended. Um, yeah, <laughs> the, you know, you got you got AJ with his flips, and you got Braun who just destroys people. So, I I still want to see Brock and AJ as well. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Sort of, I know it's not believable, but I mean it's wrestling. Well, it's, uh, it's no more believable than Brian versus Brock. Yeah, exactly. And that match showed it perfectly how it can be done. Because it's Absolutely. like, well, yeah, it gets you off your feet. Now you're in trouble. So. What do you think that they have in store for AJ for Mania? Because I, honestly, I haven't heard any any ramblings or anything. like. No, I've I got no idea. No, yeah. I... I wonder if it, we're talking about the Miz before. I hope it's not a case of oh, but they've done that, haven't they? I was going to yeah. say it was Shane. They did that. Hey, hey Greg, um, isn't this the time of year everyone starts talking about Omega coming to WWE? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Seven hundred star Kevin Omega Cody and the Young Bucks. Are we there? Yeah, yeah. As well? Apparently, yeah. they turned down seven-figure deals. Oh uh, yeah, every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what would be amazing. It's such a 
it's such a mark thing. It's like, oh, you know, it would be great. But, you know, if Champa got called up as a heel oh, versus AJ. That would be cool. How good. Or even if he just he just turns up, like it's not like necessarily yeah. a call up. It's just yeah. yeah, fuck it, it's Mania. I'm the NXT champ. I'm here. Fuck it, bring it. Like, and then they have the matches, and then he just goes back to NXT for a while, or he stays or goes. Like, just as a yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be called up. But yeah, that's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, or Velveteen Dream. Anyone? Oh my like god! That. Like, that just let him go now. Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he needs to be on the main roster soon. Yeah. I know, but I just I used to get uh, so excited when my favorites got called up. Now I get a little bit disappointed because yeah. I know there's a high chance it will be severely underused. If they come up as the undisputed era, I think it'll be all right for a little while. Yeah, but yeah. I think so. Well, especially now with like um, now they don't have the shield. They can yeah, kind of yeah. like that three man group to kind of yep. you know destroy like the sanity. I mean, then what are they doing? Nothing. Oh, they got nothing. caught up and done nothing. Yeah, they you know then oh, and, and they didn't even come up with Nikki Cross. Yeah, yeah. So it's all just like it's weird. They like they get popular as a group and then they just bring them all up, but not the girls. Like they did the same thing with Cass and Enzo. It's like yeah, oh, Carmella yeah. stayed back in NXT, and who's still with the company? Who's the only one there? Well, not, those, yeah. not those two fuckers. That it's surprisingly the... benefited Carmella. Yeah. Mm. All those three. Yeah, she dodged a bullet there. So yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Enzo is hanging out out the side of um, Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And... <laughs> that was so funny because I saw a thing on Twitter, man, you know, for that show, someone posting and go, look, that's Enzo. And you're like, fuck, it is too. It's like, surely not. Like, yeah. And then it was like, no way. Like, no one, they always say, oh, look, he's snuck in. And it's like, well, no, he's going to be in the show or something. But I'm like, is this real? This is like a legit <laughs> sneaking thing. Like he's actually yeah. done it. And, and yeah. then when he, you know, started doing his promos, they were like, nah, they didn't show it. They didn't, <laughs> there's no, nothing. They just uh, get out. Did you guys see that, um, that woman security guy just yeah. own him? Yeah. That was amazing. Get off the chair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could take Enzo. Like yeah. we're probably the same size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so funny though. Because it's just like, man, that's actually him. Like, yeah. Now, now you think like, why don't more of them do it? Like, just. It's just like, we, like God, have some dignity. It's like a bad breakup. Like he just he's like showing up at his ex's doorstep. Like, just move on. <laughs> Should have brought that. He should have brought the boombox with him like John Cusack <laughs> stood there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, since since we sort of – obviously, this is the first time we've all been on the show together and it's our first Aussie edition. Um, we might do a quick, like, rumble prediction. What do you think? Like, who, who at this point in time, who do you think is your favourite to win the rumble? Stacey? Oh, um. So, Braun's not in the Rumble. He's facing Lesnar, yeah? Yes. At the as Rumble, as yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, do we... I don't know, because we don't really rule out, you know, if he loses the match, he could still be inserted into the Rumble, right? Yeah, exactly. Especially I think. Yeah. Braun, he could just walk down there himself and just take something Yeah. Out. 
yeah. I guess it just depends on when it occurs because they might do like the uh, if they do like the men's uh, the men's rumble and then the title match and then like the women's rumble or yeah, something. Yeah, true. true. But um, yeah. I don't know. Like my head just keeps saying Braun, but like I don't understand what that have to win from Braun losing to Brock and then winning the Rumble and then facing Brock again. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I My heart says Bella. I really want Bella to win <laughs> and get that Universal title back, but I just don't think it's going to happen. As far as women's goes, Becky all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Becky's pretty much a shoe in, or at least she should be for the women's one. And then, yeah, I like the idea of Bala. If um if that's a way of uh, building up to Mania against Brock and then he brings the demon character back for Mania because we haven't seen it for a while. Yeah, so that could absolutely. be – because that's sort That'd of his cool. gimmick. Like, oh, I'm a normal dude and I get beaten up and then I bring the demon out and I'm special, you know, so <laughs> – and you could freak as long as they if they like went a bit crazy with it too, like they could freak Lesnar out and stuff with it or something like that. Yeah. But uh, Matt, if, if not Bala, I think like Rollins is always a solid yeah. contender. I think as well. Yeah. But even AJ, if AJ is flipping over, yeah, maybe, true. Maybe they do something like that. Yeah. yeah. I um I reckon it's going to be McIntyre. And, oh, yeah. and and yeah, I can't see anyone but Becky, really. Mm. Cool. Do we think that they're gonna find a way to screw R Truth out of his number twenty nine spot? Oh, he's just gonna run in and get thrown out. Yeah, because it's gonna be, like, be really sing the song interesting. And then, yeah, because yeah, yeah. like we all anticipate number twenty nine's entrant, and next year it's just gonna be like we're. It's, we're going to be anticipating the 28th entrance. So, mm. yeah, should be. It's a strange choice. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I think I'm, it's just going to run I in. I don't know and... why they gave them that. I think yes. probably because they're doing so well on SmackDown with, you know, the dance break and all that sort of stuff. Maybe it was just a sort of a here you go. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Or was it to get Carmella in at the last spot in the Women's Rumble? Yeah, maybe. Mm. But you that, know. that's probably a like a better <clears throat> yeah a better plan. You know what I mean? Because you got like history there where she she won the uh, Money in the Bank and she she beat Oscar and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, if, yeah, and then at the last minute, oh my god, here she comes, and then Becky sort of I don't know what's the Becky version of hulking up, whatever you call that. You know, and, and then just lassing up. Yeah, lassing up. Yes, as a bushwhacker dance across the ring and just. <laughs> she still. I'm sorry. She still runs like a bushwhacker. Like she just. She's that stiff arm. Like. Yeah. She's awesome, but she she has the when she like runs with purpose. It's like bop, 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 it's a real bushwhacker thing. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great to see her come in either first or second and go all the way? Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if it's just going to make, like, everyone else look subpar to her. But I don't know. Like, I love – I've always loved watching, you know, either the number one or two entry and go all the way through the match. Yeah. yeah. They could style it on uh, that Austin Rumble where he was in, like, in fourth or fifth or something and was in it for ages. I mean, Austin's throwing people out and then he'd be sitting there on the turnbuckle, like, 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Just listening to his watch and shit and just being like, where is everyone? And then, yeah, he got thrown out and then he snuck back in again. Yeah. So, uh, nobody saw him hit the floor and he just crawled back in. Like, that was, what was that, a 98 rumble or something like that? 97, one of them. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Yeah, years ago. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right, well, um, that probably does it for the steel cage. But before we get to winners of the week, the Aussie winners of the week, we should say, I do have to remind you again that the steel cage is brought to you by the muscle hustle on iOS and Android. And don't go to the, the app store or any of that. Go to promo.thesteelcage.com and get your, uh, get your download. And if you enter the code steel and hustle, that's all one word steel and hustle in the settings menu, you'll get 25 gold and 10 draft tickets. And then you're away. You can play Muscle Hustle. You can challenge the guys from the Steel Cage. You can challenge me. You can challenge Steve. Stacey will kick your ass, just like she said about Enzo. Forget <laughs> it. You, it, it. You know, it's lots of fun. It's a good game. Get onto it. So, yeah, promo.thesteelcage.com for uh, Muscle Hustle. And that leads us to winners of the week. So, I mean... I'm gonna personally. I'm gonna have to go for Rusev because, come on, he won the US title on Rusev Day. Why not? That's my winner of the week. What about you guys, Steve? Um, I got a two, two to choose from. I'll go. Um, I'll go Mustafa Ali. Not just for this week, but for last week as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think you said before. You know, he's one of those guys that we didn't really know about, and he's just phenomenal in the ring. Um. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do with this feud with Brian. Cool. Uh, I'm going to be super predictable and say Daniel Bryan because he's just absolutely killing the game as a heel. Um, And, yeah, he's just must-watch this week and every week. Well, that's that's a good choice, though, because the the whole winners of the week thing did start on the steel cage as the Daniel Bryan. (laughs) Winner of the yeah. week award. So every week, <laughs> yeah. so that's yeah, a, a consistent choice there. But yeah, he he's just amazing. Like I was the same when they turned him heel. You're like, really? Are people going to boo him after all his head injury stuff? But he's so good at what he does. He's he can make people. Uh, it's like a love to hate him thing. So yeah, some very deserved winners of the week, I think. So that means we can finally wrap up the steel cage this aussie edition uh but before before we go we have to remind you to follow us all on twitter i'm at greg t13 steve is at stinger 57 stacy is at little sherby and also the same over on instagram but as always all roads lead to at the steel cage head to the steel cage shop.com for all your steel cage network and unfunny nerd tangent merchandise there's minutes with the mayor t-shirts there's the mon milfma shirt there's uh what else there's classic steel cage logo you can get them in blue purple all kinds of things and they are truly the king of soft style uh for anyone in phoenix arizona it's a long way away from australia but if you're in the phoenix arizona for the royal rumble weekend and specifically friday the 25th of january you can head to rumble.thesteelcage.com to grab tickets to the royal ramble which is the very first steel cage slash Matt Mania live show. All the regular Steel Cage guys will be there. Uh, the Matt Mania guys will be there. Mega Ran will be doing a live performance, uh, as will T-Call and, and Bear Ghost. So, I mean, make sure you grab your tickets for that. Uh, if, I, if I was in the city at the time, I'd definitely be there, but, you know, we're all the way down here. So, 
who knows but yeah check out the royal ramble that's going to be a lot of fun and uh yeah go to rumble.thesteelcage.com and get those tickets uh what else do we have unfunny nerd tangent of course the whole reason why i'm doing this um (laughs) (laughs) uh, we recorded a podcast with tim and jared as always covering national lampoon's christmas vacation and uh yeah so if your shit is full check that out (laughs) Uh, (laughs) in the coming weeks we're probably looking to set uh probably looking set to cover aquaman uh the spider-man into the spider-verse that was a nice little surprise and, and we might even have a look at bumblebee if uh yeah (laughs) <laughs> it was uh it was that was pretty decent i was, I was surprised with that yeah. one and um speaking of unfunny nerd changes steve what's your favorite christmas movie favorite christmas movie has to be die hard oh, of course it is there you go and that's because it's number eight on my 40 for 40 <laughs> this week as well so yeah as i'm as i'm on my way to 40 knocking out the, my favorite 40 films and yeah we're down to number eight which is which is Die Hard. So, yeah, make fists with your toes and, and give that one a, a look over. Um, what else do we have? Steve, IPW, what's going on What's going on for IPW these days on the Gold Coast? Yeah, anyone in Brisbane or the Gold Coast, we've got an event on January the Saturday, January the 12th, William Duncan State School. Uh, just go to the IPW Australia Facebook page or ipwaustralia.com.au, book your tickets online. Um, we've got some um, really good matches set up already, so just check those out on our Facebook page. Yeah, um, should be a really good show. Yeah, I, I recommend that to anyone in the sort of southeast Queensland area. If you can get to those IPW shows, really good independent wrestling, but not your stock standard, just you know flips and spot monkey stuff for from from what you can you know the sort of stigma of independent wrestling. This is really good, really good all around wrestling. There's something for everyone, so. Yeah, definitely check that out. Plus, you can see Steve in the middle of the ring counting to three. In so, a zebra shirt. That's right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's fresh from Foot Locker. He's, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, IPW Australia, that's always a winner. And, Stacey, what's going on in the world of cosplay and ghost busting? Uh, it, it's very quiet at the moment. Um, we are uh, between convention seasons. Um, so I'm just scrambling to get uh, my Wonder Woman cosplay ready for April for Supernova Melbourne. Um, so, yeah, I, I do have to mention, though, um, so confession, I only watched Die Hard for the first time on Christmas Eve. Oh, um, no. Well, at least I you know. watched it at Christmas time. That's the main thing. That's yeah, true. exactly. But um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Anyway, I turned to my friend and I said, like, I uh, just was thinking, I was like, who do you think would play John McClane if Die Hard was made today? And we're like, hmm, I don't know. So I thought I would ask Twitter. And my timeline has not stopped blowing up since. <laughs> like, people are so passionate about Die Hard. I've had, like, 265 responses. And it's just crazy. Like, Die Hard fans are very passionate people. I saw that, and Jared, our very own super Jew, Jared Rabinovitz, his his reply, Will Smith, and I was just like, "What the <laughs> fuck, Jared? No, <laughs> no way, no way, forget it." There's surprisingly been worse suggestions on this thread. Yeah. I'd say Jared Butler. That'll be my choice. <laughs> Interesting. Yep, that'd be hmm. cool. I I, I, I replied to that. I put Ryan Reynolds because I was trying to be a bit clever. <laughs> I was trying to be a bit clever because 
when Bruce Willis was cast in Die Hard, he was the moonlighting guy. Yeah. So everyone was like, what is the moonlighting like comedy idiot guy doing in this action film, shooting guns and fighting off bad guys? And then Die Hard's like amazing. And everyone's like, oh, this guy's like a proper actor. He can do like serious stuff and action and fighting and guns and everything like that. So I thought, well, Ryan Reynolds is sort of, everyone thinks of him as a comedy guy. Like, well, he's done yeah. some serious stuff as well, but let's give him a proper role where he can be like John McClane's a smart ass and he has his smirky moments and stuff. So, yeah, I think my favorite suggestion was John Hamm. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. yeah, like it's not an obvious one. Like Dwayne Johnson is obvious, but <laughs> well, like that's the thing. John McClane is meant to be like the everyman. He's meant to be this yeah. regular, regular guy. Like exactly. yeah, he's a cop, but he's not super cop. But it's like the rock not a superhero. Off. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, Jesus. Like you know, be a bit. Uh, you, you need to. The odds need to be against him. And if you're this like mountain of muscle, like the rock. As cool as The Rock is. Yeah. We all know I The Rock. We, we spoke about this before, but The Rock, or I have at least, people listening hopefully have heard me, but The Rock needs to save himself to be the Kurgan in the eventual Highlander remake. <laughs> it can be <laughs> just like instead of being some ancient Germanic warrior, he's like the, you know, Hawaiian, like Polynesian god or something from 400 <laughs> years ago. Like, there you go. And then you just need to get a Highlander and... It's money. It's money in the bank. What can you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, see, even Stacy's watching Die Hard, kids. So, it's yeah. It only took me thirty years. That's right. <laughs> wait, a, wait, oh, hey, wait. No, we did a podcast about it. We did the. Po- yeah, it's thirty years old. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Nineteen eighty-eight. It came out. <laughs> Are you serious? Yep, eighty-eight. <gasps> really? Oh wow. Like June something, I think. June 88. Well, I, I was just waiting to watch it like the year I turned 30. Like I had this all planned out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So check out Die Hard if you haven't. Uh, and then, yeah, you can go to Unfunny No Tangent and check out number eight in the 40 for 40. See, it's all connected. It was all, <laughs> it was all planned. That's right. That's because we're iconic. See, see, iconic. Iconic. Just yes. we're a trio. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Hopefully, they let us do this again someday. Uh, until then, this has been episode six. Uh, sorry, three hundred and sixty-three of the Steel Cage podcast. I'd like to thank uh, Stacy and Steve for joining me on this momentous occasion. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. But until next time, thanks so much for listening. And remember, kids, we come from a land down under. You better run. You better take cover. Oh.